0: Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.
1: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus.
0: 100.
2: J-A-M been walking us down through that 2012 edition So it ain't nothing to you Hundreds more to go and in need of a friend The King of these four Angelo Talking the 500
0: until the end Talking the 500 until the end With my man J-A-M on the 500 Talking the 500 Until the end Sitting on the bench I'm little girls With fat and tense This song is Aqualung By Jethro Tull From his record Aqualung From 1971 It's 337 out of 500 On the 500 with Josh Adam Myers What is up uh Fleece Army all the people that came out to the st charles funny bone i can't thank you enough i love you but shout out dave steiner man he opened up to me and said some of the sweetest things ever at one of the shows at st charles i mean this to everybody to michael anthony my opener to all the staff at the st charles funny bone you guys were great i love you thank you so much uh David, dude, you rule, man. Keep making that art, and I'll keep making this podcast. All right. Join our Patreon. There's a link somewhere to it. You should join it. All right. We got two guests today because we did this one live at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. We have Big Jay Okerson for the first half, and then we have a surprise. The Sklar Brothers show up midway through. Rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the 500 and listen free on all platforms. Follow me at Josh Adam Myers on all social media. JoshAdamMeyers.com for tickets, guys. I'll be in Vancouver, New Year's Eve, and then Texas in January, and then a bunch of other shit coming up in 2022. I can't believe we're there. 500podcasts at gmail.com is our email. Follow the Facebook group run by Crazy Evan. And for all things 500, go to the website, the500podcast.com. Here we go, y'all. Ah, Aqualung. Holy shit. Completely sold out. I can't believe this. This, there's so much. This is standing room. Standing room only for Jethro Tull. Of all albums, I didn't think we would get 700 people in a room this size. Dude, fleece army at home. I wish you could see this right now. This is so packed. Everybody here, though, is mute and deaf. So they have no idea what I'm saying. Uh, What's up, guys? You guys, everybody looks good. I love the cowboy hats. Fuck yeah, dude. Are you with them? Because you don't fit into that group, dude. You look like the guy, like they're the bukkake, you're the guy masturbating in the corner. (laughs) Just playing with your fiddle faddle. You know what I'm saying. Danielle, good to see you, darling. Um, Guys, uh, thank you for coming out. This is the 500 Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Adam Myers. Uh, If you don't know what this podcast is, I feel like most of you probably do, or you're probably just a fan of Big J. Either way, uh, I don't give a shit. This is, uh, so I'm doing a podcast. I'm going through Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums. Uh, We are at number 337. Uh we're skipping ahead a little bit because I wanted to pull out a record. I guess I, I guess the best way to start this is like I always kind of looked at Jethro Tull as a band that I would fucking hate. <laughs> right? There's something about the pan flute that sucks balls. You know, I remember I used to watch those commercials as a little kid uh, where they'd have the pan flute melodies and you'd be like, this is the lamest shit. Oh, there's a band that that's their whole thing is pan flute. Well, keep that shit away from me. But uh, being that it's on the list, I was like, well, I really, of course, I have to listen to it. And I gave it at least seven, eight, nine listens. And before I get into my review of it, I just want to bring up your guest. Uh, we do have some special guests that are going to be dropping in as well. Uh, I'll just spoil it to you. It's uh, we have Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby coming by, and Bill and Bill Cosby. You guys are fucking idiots, by the way. Holy shit, you guys are dumb. You guys are fucking dumb. Did you see that reaction, dude? They shit themselves. Of course. You weren't clapping for Bill Cosby? Don't want to down Jethro Tone with the pan flute and doodly. You fucking lost your shit, but lose your shit for this guest because he's one-third of Legion of Skanks. He's one half of the bonfire. One of my best friends. Give it up for Big Jay Okerson, guys. Come on. Sitting on his tin can. gang gang. Fire burning in your hand. Gah, 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 gah. Sold out house, dude. Hell yeah.
1: Rock and roll.
0: Dude, you should have seen how she lost it. Her and him fucking shit themselves. When I said Louis C.K., they screamed so loud, they didn't hear that I said Bill Cosby. I could have said, like, Timothy McVeigh, and you would have been like, fuck yeah!
1: Louis C.K.?
0: and the oklahoma city bomber
1: (laughs) oh man louis would have really (laughs) felt much worse about this audience size than i do i remember years of this it's sold out dude fuck yeah
0: i said i only wanted 18 people here because i I said that's how many people actually know who jethro tull is how many people actually know who jethro tull is in here really who who? And then, well, I was going to say Who listens to the podcast But I don't want to be That disappointed <laughs> Wait, be... You
1: keep saying it In a certain way That it, I think You know that He's not called Jethro Tull right Yeah of course I know that Okay But, but uh, like I know that The band is Ian Anderson Yes
0: David Goodyear John O'Hara Okay Scott
1: Hammond Oh yeah yeah And Joe Parrish Classic Joey Um <laughs> I didn't know any of those other names besides Ian Anderson but I will tell you this as the guy was supposed to get the research it's not a pan flute he just plays the regular flute no it's a no it's, it's a, not, he's not a wood nymph are you sure about this? <laughs> let, me, <laughs> yeah, let me check this out a pan flute he plays the flute it's on the cover of the album let me check this out right Looked now up original masters album He's holding the flute. Oh, shit, you're right. (laughs) But
0: he sticks his leg up in such a dainty way when he plays. It's very pan flute style. There's no such thing as pan flute style. (laughs) It's only played by Minotaurs and shit. (laughs) So, all right, so let's get, let's get into this because, so I don't know if you guys, you, of course, we all know Big J Oakerson. You look at him and you're like, this dude's rock and roll. He's heavy metal. I mean, we're going to see Korn on Tuesday. It's not wrong. We're going to see Slipknot on October 10th. Nice. We're going to see Billy Joel Ooh, in November. Yeah. And if you've ever seen Big J at the goddamn Comedy Jam, you know, Jay, you, you have probably the most eclectic mix of songs that anybody's done. He's done everything from Pantera to Toto's Africa. It's
1: true. Yeah. Yeah. Baker Street. Did Baker Street, <laughs> the most selfless act the most selfless in goddamn thought comedy thought jam history. 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 Can, can
0: you get, uh, okay? what is my, my sound girl's name? I apologize. Palmer. Palmer, can you get uh, the sax solo from Baker Street by uh, Jerry
1: Rafferty? Is that what the band is? No, that's his name, actually. <laughs> Jethro Tull's the band name. Jerry Rafferty's a guy. Well, he did. He did Baker Street, though, right? Yes. Give us a little bit of that. You know the band
0: he was in before he went solo. Wasn't he in uh, the one stuck in the middle with you?
1: Steeler's wheel.
0: Steeler's wheel. So, so, yeah. Skip ahead just a little bit. Get to this. Let's just let's just turn the lights off and start fucking each other, right? This is this is weird '70s sex music. All right, cut it off. So you've listened, so since I've known you, this is what I love about Jay, is that you have such an eclectic mix of music that you enjoy. Uh, one of the styles, and I, and I know if you listen to Bonfire, you obviously know that he is really into, like, soft 70s rock. Oh, um, yeah. But this, like, I wouldn't even call, like, this is more, like, progressive. I would call this I mean, more. Jethro Tull? Jethro Tull 100% is progressive, like, rock and roll. It's so fucking... <laughs> yeah. It's like fable rock. Yeah, it's, it's very. This is like quest music. Yeah, like, yeah. Like if you. I've have got to,
1: my belongings in a satchel. <laughs> Four guys on the trail of tears <laughs> through the wind and disappears. A quiver of arrows and a cloak. <laughs> Three witches stand still <laughs> while the
0: guys have such will.
1: Answer the troll's riddle and cross the bridge. <laughs> How did you... <laughs> how'd you get into this? Jethro Tull? Yeah, how'd that start? Oh, it's just a joint. the vibe of the music. It's very, uh, I put this in my category of rock music of uh, songs I want to listen to while I smoke a very small end of a joint with some sort of like the scissors, <laughs> the hemostats. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah.
0: <laughs> I do that
1: to you, like, <laughs> you I go, right? Yeah dude Yeah, yeah. bro You yeah. shared this poster with me <laughs> This is definitely blacklight music This <laughs> yeah. is 100%
0: blacklight Sam Goody poster music
1: Yeah A lot of their songs have train sound effects This is a very cool 70s vibe Makes me think of uh, girls with banana titties and Bush <laughs> <laughs> But how did you get into it? I mean, like banana titties and bush. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably my mom, honestly, and then she let me. Uh, you know, I'd look for her in women's locker rooms and then see the other banana titties and bushes. It was a time thing.
0: <laughs> but it was, what did this? What did the banana titties yeah, and bush? I was 18, I'm
1: sure. Things make me make think of bald pussies and little perky titties. So when did banana
0: titties, bush, and Jethro Tull make their way into
1: your life then? Whew, I'm gonna call that about 12, 13 years old, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's the kind of music so funny to give a real answer after all that titty bush thing but uh this was the kind of music that i'd hear like in the background of life when i'd be with my dad the little bit that i'd see my dad yeah and hang with him so i think i listened to this like this and bowie were music i listened to because i was like dad said it was pretty cool like pink floyd yeah yeah, yeah, shit yeah. like that so yeah. those, i got into those for that and then my yeah. mom was just top 40 radio so i'd go from like pink floyd and trying to you know listen to those lyrics, and then be, I'm burning up, burning up for your love. And I'm just jamming the boat. So I didn't
0: give a shit. <laughs> One thing, it's just the pan flute, and then the next thing, it's a
1: sailing <laughs> yeah.
0: takes me away to where... This is, so this is, back, this is back of the car music for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it's back of the car music. What did your dad do? Because I remember you, you I remember you talk about him, but like... For a living? Yeah.
1: Was like, he a cool guy? Yeah, he's fine. He's like... <laughs> He's fine. Yeah, he's a charming dude. Not a great dad, but charming dude. But he uh, he tests underground diesel tanks for leaks. Yeah.
0: That is the most Philadelphia profession I've ever heard
1: in my life. Weirdly enough, it's what moved him to Ohio. That uh, <laughs> job. Uh, yeah, it's like an environmental job. I think it's just like, you know, he's like a... He doesn't have like a high school diploma, so it's like a grunt job that like that guy can do and survive, I guess. He'll I mean, need a lot of money to live in Canton, Ohio. No, not at all. Yeah, every place has fucking 10-cent rib night. I always say
0: Ohio is just a shittier Pennsylvania. You're not wrong, dude. It really is. It's just like everything that, that is cool about Pennsylvania, Ohio doesn't have. Yeah. But all the things that are shitty about Pennsylvania, yes. Ohio has tenfold. Yeah. You're gonna have
1: rural and Nawawa. No <laughs> yeah, you. fuck you. Fuck if you. I can't get
0: an apple fritter at 3 a.m., suck my pan flute. Fuck
1: you. <laughs> suck my pan flute. You know, so
0: then, what did? So then, what did you know? What did you connect about this record? I know you said you like the Quest stuff, but it's this is such an awkward record, especially from you know some of the music that I described that it's you listened cool. to.
1: It's, it's undeniably cool music. Does that you think make it's sense? really? Oh yeah, this album for sure. Have you heard anything an else by them? Oh, yeah, it's garbage. It really thick as a brick. It really is like fucking fairy music. Can you get? I don't mean gay. I mean like people dressed as fairies running around the wood. It's nonsense music. Harp. Can
0: you get uh, "Thick as a Brick" by Jethro Tull? I've never heard that song, so I want to hear that. I want to hear fairy music.
1: But Aqualung, it's like like cream. Like that band. Like you play that lad out of a window, and even black people are gonna be like.
3: All right.
0: Franklin University makes it possible. Oh, you didn't, you didn't pay. Dude, dude, the Creek in the Cave doesn't pay for the Spotify premium. Uh, Holy shit. You you broke motherfuckers. I know the pandemic was hard, but I didn't realize it was not nine
1: ninety nine a month hard. Dude, whenever, whenever we go to other comedians' houses and watch something on YouTube and a commercial comes <laughs> yeah. on you just go oh <laughs> sorry Ooh. Ooh. bad luck no, dude oh sorry things aren't going good yeah dude. man yikes you oh, do... wait 15 seconds it's fine <laughs> oui. i didn't want to hear about the new cheap Cherokee. Oui. here
0: we go but you the
1: one
0: that the off the grave. there is a fairy up in the clouds flying high with his emerald eye my
1: sword was forged in the fires of hell all right it's pan flute it's horrible that might be pan flute that's straight pan flute dude Uh, straight pf but this uh album it's like grungy it's like dirty sounding you know what i mean yeah sludgy so like that's why i think it's awesome about it
0: so so for me kind of you know i i thought it was all going to be like that. Like whatever we just listened to. What's that song called? Hammers and Nails? Thick as a Brick. Okay, I was close. (laughs) I thought it was going to all sound like that. I literally thought this was going to be the Lord of the Rings in musical form. And I avoided it my Like, literally my whole life. Like, I, I honest to God, never put on Jethro Tull.
1: And then it He's was... like well, a way, it makes it like you walk into a room, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. and you went, goodbye. I'm good, nope, no. I'm out. Josh, Josh, put Nope, no. <laughs> I made a promise to myself. This <laughs> is what I'm keeping. When I come back in here, there better be some Wu-Tang playing, okay? <laughs> nope, there... nope, nope. You guys aren't going to trick me again.
0: Nope. Nah. No, I, I wouldn't. And it's not even a matter that I disliked that style of music. I just... You know, it's I just kept like such blinders on, and I was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be lame." You know, because I saw Ian in those shots with his leg up playing. That shit's fucking lame, bro. I'm a I like rock, dude. Yeah. I like I like Tommy Lee snorting
1: coke off Nikki Six's dick. Rock. Do you watch? Sure. I mean, really, that's it, though. <laughs> You gotta watch like uh what was the anybody remember what the Rolling Stones movie was with all the band the something circus was called Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus, maybe it was called. It's from the seventies, but you watched like their performance. now. he was wild, dude. Andy Anderson was like pretty weird and, and crazy on stage. It was good. He was a good rock star, but you know, you put his leg up and play that flute. But it, it, for some reason on the Aqualung album, it just works like and, it uh, works uh,
0: very well. And to go off what you're saying 100 percent, that's that was my first impression of this. I mean, right from the first track. I, I mean, it's just the opening is just it's such a good riff. Yeah. I mean, listen to this shit, dude. Like this is how I've in a sense being introduced to the band. And immediately you're like, oh, this is not, I mean, it's mythical, but this quest I want to go on. Take me with. This isn't mythical. I think it's about a pedophile. Yeah, so, so what do you keep saying that? You keep saying that. So, so talk about what you actually know, and then I'll give you the real description of what it is.
1: It 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 describes a creepy guy. (laughs) I call him aqualung, because he probably breathes like. (laughs) Not as running down, he's down his nose. Five little girls with patterned panties. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. The, these opening lyrics. I know here. what you're thinking, Josh. At least he's not gay. But that's not what you're supposed to say these days. <laughs> it's 2021, dude. Sitting
0: on a park bench, eyeing little girls with bad intents, not running down his nose, greasy. It's bad intents? Every, eyeing little girls with bad intent. What did you think it was?
1: He doesn't say five little girls with patterned panties. That's coming up. He does say that. Yeah, it's coming up. Oh, God. I was going to say, I'm a pedophile. <laughs> Plug that in. <laughs> Please, God, say that he says five little patterned panties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Greasy fingers smearing shabby clothes. Hey, Aqualung, drying in the cold sun. Here's your line. Watching as the frilly panties run
1: that uh, still makes me sound bad. <laughs> I put a lot on that. So yeah, so I guess this is let me let me here let's read actually
0: what this record is about. All right, so first of all, let me tell you a little bit about. You guys want to know about Jethro Tull before we get into it. I'll give you a little history on Jethro. It's the name of a farm. <clears throat> so, right, they're British. That explains everything. Uh, they're formed in Blackpool, England in 67, initially a blues rock and jazz fusion band. They incorporated elements of classical music, hard rock, and folk and are considered to be one of the first big prog rock bands. Ian Anderson on lead vocals, acoustic guitar, and flutist. Is it flutist or flautist? Flout. It is flout. Guys, Louis (laughs) C.K. He plays the flout. Um, He's the primary composer of Jethro Tull with the band having numerous members at various points in JT's career. Uh, electric guitarist Martin Barr was the longest serving after Ian. So they had a bunch of success on the club scene. They released their first record in 68 called This Was. After doing some touring and opening for acts like Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin, ooh, they released their second record, Stand Up, in 69, Stand up was their first commercially successful album and lean more towards folk. This led to their first headlining tour in the United States, which was followed by the recording and release of today's record. <clears throat> so this came out in 1971. This is the fourth record. It's also the band's best selling album. Uh, it sold to over 7 million units worldwide uh, the success of the album was a seminal moment for the band as they became major radio and touring acts after this release, which is weird because I don't. I like. Are there any singles? Like, what's the singles off Aqualung of this?
1: And locomotive. No, I
0: don't. I I don't think Aqualung because Definitely. of the of the subject, Matt. No, here we'll get to that. Let's get. Let's get me finish this, then we'll get to that. So it's recorded in 1970 in London. Uh, features more acoustic material than the previous records. It was the first album from bassist Jeffrey Hammond uh who replaced uh glenn cornick who partied too much for the band as
1: the rest of the members were reclusive uh <laughs> damn it's gotta be the suck to be the one partier in a band i know dude what a shit fucking thing <laughs> you guys want to hit know, this joint enough, we thinking, no <laughs> well, you know it was hilarious when i uh when i was out with corn the drummer was new in the band and he drank a little not much, didn't smoke, weird. he just drank a little wine was what he drank. But I mean, how ostracized and alone he was. Like, everybody else is either stone sober or Bible-thumping religious in the band. <laughs> so he'd walk in, he'd be outside drinking a glass of wine while I was smoking, we'd talk. I go, why, you can't just hang on your bus and smoke? Bible study going on. There. Like Bible studies on the bus. What, like Jonathan Davis is no, into like... No, no, the other guy. Like yeah, the, I, don't think, base, I don't think... The bass player. I don't think Jonathan Davis is a
0: super religious when he's playing out of a like a, a Cyclone titty microphone. Ah, oh, that's different. That's
1: a... <laughs> that's an H.R. Geiger microphone. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And Do we
0: all know who H.R. Geiger is? He's the guy that designed the Xenomorph from Alien. one of the greatest franchises of all time.
1: Alien. I mean, we said it. You guys. <laughs> three I was. Times. I said it up here three times. I know. Then They still were like, huh the Alien. The guy who made Alien? Aliens. Like, like what? Anaconda? <laughs> uh,
0: it was the first time keyboardist John Evan was a full-time member. It was the last album for drummer Clive Bunker who left the band to start a family shortly uh, after Bunk. the release. I know, dude.
1: Not to be confused by with Clive. Bunker always wanted to be a family man, though. You true to his word.
0: Always. Ian Anderson says his main inspirations for this album were Roy Harper, who's an English folk singer, guitarist, and Bert Piedophile? Okay. And okay. Bert Johnch, a Scottish <laughs> folk singer, guitarist. Uh, so this was the first uh, Jethro Tull album to reach top ten, excuse me, in the U.S., peaking at number seven, number four in the U.K., received gold status, so that's a million sales, approximately three months after its release. Let me see if I got If we get into what Aqualung is. I'll we'll be able to explain more about the uh, the pedophile shit. But so what? so so like when you listen to this record now? Like, what are your thoughts on it? Like, how do you feel? Like, what does it do for you? Is this something that you listen to a
1: lot? It's funny enough, it is recently because uh, Ari Shafir bought me a record player because he was into mm-hmm. records for a minute. And he was like, everyone should be in the records. So he got me a record player, <laughs> and then he took me to a record place so we could go buy records together. It was fun. Right. And uh, one of them was uh Aqualong I bought. And I put it on when I got home to show Ari that we used the record player. <laughs> and then that's just the record that's always on there. <laughs> so when Ari's coming over, I whack Go on the machine, and it just starts playing Aqualong again. <laughs> <laughs> I've never put a different record on it ever As we sit here right now Back home in New York Aqualung is on my record player right now. <laughs> Aqualung is ready to ready go to roll. Aqualung stays
0: ready <laughs> um, Alright well Let's just dive into the record then uh, So the first track is Aqualung We already played the opening uh, I wrote the song is awesome Until you realize really what it is about Uh So Ian Anderson, uh, on writing this song, the idea came about from a photograph my wife at the time took of a tramp in London. I had feelings of guilt about the homeless as well as fear and insecurity with people like that who seem a little scary. And I suppose all of that was combined with slightly romanticized picture of the person who is homeless, but yet a free spirit who either won't or can't join in society's prescribed formats. Like not fucking children. Like not fucking children. So from that photograph of those sediments, I began writing the words to Aqualung. I can remember sitting in a hotel room in L.A. working out the chord structure for the verses. It's quite a tortured tangle of chords. That's true. Uh, but it was meant to really drag you here and there and then set you down into more gentle acoustic section of the song. Now, that is something that I did notice about this opening is that it comes out, like you said, grungy. But then it does have these, like, very beautiful moments in it. uh, And it is telling, you know, a fucking... I found this to be really interesting. So this wasn't released as a single. uh, Because, as Ian explains, it was too long. It was too episodic. It starts off with a loud guitar riff, then goes into a rather more laid-back acoustic stuff. And Led Zeppelin at the time, they didn't release any singles it was albums, tracks. He went on to say that shorter, more upbeat songs were what stations and labels wanted, and this track really doesn't fit that bill on either account. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, you said this. You thought this was a single.
1: That's what I have to say about it. I thought it was. <laughs> you just read a long you know, paragraph hard it- that says it's wrong. <laughs> like, what are my thoughts on it? I don't know. That I had bad information. It was on the radio. I always considered that a single. Well, now, now it's on the radio. Right. Sure. When it came out, it wasn't. But I heard Locomotive Breath, radio first time. Cross-Eyed Mary, radio first time. And that's all three on this album.
0: No, that's a good song. Hold on. Let me see if I got more stuff on it. Uh, The lyrics compare the tramp's unhealthy breathing to deep sea diver sounds. And that's why they refer to the actual aqualung device. What is an aqualung?
1: Do you know what it is? I'm going to look it up. I I thought it was a fat person breathing heavy. Does anybody in the audience
0: know what an aqua lung is? I do. What do you think it is? I do what an aqua lung is. Oh! Oh my God! <laughs> Joining us, Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby.
2: <laughs> All right, they wanted to be touched. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dee 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 dee. Dude. How bad is it that Bill Cosby sucks so badly he actually ruined the colorful sweater?
0: (laughs) Guys, from Dumb People Town, the one and only Skalar Brothers. Thank you. Come on, you guys.
2: All right, what's an aqua lung? Aqua lung is what you put your dog into when it can't breathe. no but someone said Jay didn't you like work with someone at a gas station who once said that Jethro Tull rele- in, in concert he was at a show where Jethro Tull released a hundred dogs on stage like what a fucking dumb idea I, I, don't, I don't think it was dogs I think it was doves but still that's close either's dumb either is dumb either is dumb uh, either that's like magician shit to just release doves long <laughs>
0: is a guy who only breathes on water so it's a portable breathing apparatus for divers consisting of cylinders with compressed air strapped on the divers' back, feeding air automatically through a mask or mouthpiece. What does that have to do with a guy jerking off on a park?
3: Well,
0: you guys, you guys were actually the two dudes that actually sent me a song by... This is before I was into Jethro Tull. Oh, my so, God. So, like, so you guys are actually... fans. Well, Josh, you told
1: me, I think it was last time we were in Montreal together at the festival... I said something about doing a Jethro Toll song, and you were like, I never got into them. And I was like, what? Not a- I go, not even I- like the good songs? And he was like, <laughs> Locomotive, I don't bre- any locomotive good Breath is a great song. <laughs> locomotive
0: yeah. Breath, I know because they play that during the uh, funeral scene uh, from Fargo season two uh, right. at the Gerhardt funeral. And <laughs> I love that you said. Hymn 43
1: was the song they played. Hymn 43 though. is so. No, good. it was it was Locomotive Breath. okay.
0: But that, I didn't, when I was listening to it on this pass, I was like, holy shit, I think this is from... Because I was just re-watching Fargo during the pandemic. Damn, what a millennial thing to think. <laughs>
1: well, no, I... Like I, I said, like that what, song. It's from the show Fargo. Right. Exactly.
3: No, Not
2: I, the
0: movie Fargo. The show Fargo. Fargo.
2: Based on the movie, based on a book.
0: I, I never... No, I No one cool until now like, ever really introduced me to the band. So I just never dude, put on Jennifer. Dude, I Jeff sent Ro-
2: you Hymn 43, and I was like, this song is a banger. I listened to it. It's on this. It's on this. It's on now. this,
0: and I listened to it, and I liked it, but I just... Can dude, we I was, play it?
2: Can we play a little bit? All right, it? let's
0: get, uh... Harper, play a little bit of Hymn 43. 43. It's such a banger. Play it here. Actually, do this, because I got the time code that I want not Play... Where is it? Oh, perfect. Play, uh... No, just play some of it because I actually watch cool you go back. through your emails stuff. <laughs> then
2: we can watch you reorganize your sock drawer here at the festival. and
3: us <laughs>
0: Get in there, get This shit fucking slaps, dude. Dude, you gotta see this police army at home. Everybody's dancing, they're making out. It's titties crazy. just came out. Uh, Guys, easy. There's regulations. The fire marshal's gonna come. Please. So wait, how did you guys get into Jethro Tull? So and then this record.
2: We're of the age where Aqualung was always a song that was in the top 10 songs of the top 500 classic rock songs that were counted down every Memorial Day weekend. What better way so we What had, better way to honor all the troops that have died than a to on Memorial a, Day. Than a guy jerking off on a char- park bench to an
1: underage girl. So... No, the, Yeah, right? They were underage, right? Underage girls. Okay, so, good. But I, keep the, thinking I'm, I, think, I keep thinking I'm projecting pedophile onto this guy. No,
2: you were right. You were uh, you, you were, were dead pro- right. So yeah, we so we had this great classic rock station in St. Louis called KSH 95 We used to do an old bit about it. K 95. We're gonna tell your boss to fuck off. <laughs> and then we're gonna and then we're gonna tell him it's from you. Because it's the weekend. All, all weekend, weekend long. long. <laughs> the fuck? So uh it's that station was, like, what we listened to, like, as kids. And so we just listened to classic rock all the time, and we grew up on that. And, you know, Jethro Tull was, like, in the mix of Jethro of those- Tull, how baller was it that they were, like, we're going to be a rock band, but our featured solo instrument is it's a flute? flute. <laughs> That's like saying, we're going to be a heavy metal band, but we're going to do a triangle solo. Are we <laughs> cool with that?
0: And anyway, it worked, but that, but that's what Metallica did when they went the full orchestra. <laughs> it yeah. like, you Metallica, know what would really turn uh, uh, up? Master of
1: Puppets, a piccolo. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you watch that Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus thing, though, he plays the flute like he's shredding a guitar solo. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he like oh, turns his head sideways and goes. It's wacky. God, I wish we
0: had a projector right now so we could just watch an extended flute song. <laughs>
2: No, it's like Todd Berry's old bit about what do you have like Guns N Roses? Guns and Roses or- added an orchestra and the orchestra had sheet music. He's mm-hmm. like, Yeah. This is the orchestra. Does the <laughs> orchestra needs sheet music for this song? Wait a second, it's A and then it's all the way over to C and then it's <laughs> back to A again. Page turns. Todd Berry. Great Todd Berry bit.
0: So this is so that so this is in in your repertoire of music. This totally, is something that you totally. listen to all the time. So totally.
2: loco- Locomotive Breath was a song that we heard a lot Aqualung 2 was a song that we heard. But Locomotive but then Breath But like Bungle in the Jungle, The Teacher, all these songs were like yeah. that came from another like the greatest hits. Like those are great. Uh Slip Sliding Away or Skating Away. Skating Away. That falls into
1: the the wood nymph shit, though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah no, very it's wood very wood nymph. definitely very...
2: Stripting away
1: on the thin thin ice thin ice thin. of a new
2: day. But, <laughs> but
0: then, but let's, let's, let's talk about just the title track. Is that what we were on right there, which is Aqualung. So this is about, basically, a pedophile. So right. I wanted to ask you guys, being that you're both St. Louis, Philadelphia, and I'm from Baltimore, D.C. area, have you guys ever, or did you have, like, an Aqualung-type character in your neighborhoods? Um
1: no, th- actually the guy who did creepy, uh, potato <laughs> shit in my neighborhood was uh, well received. Just a really like <laughs> when he finally went down, people were almost like, ah, come on, come on. The guy didn't force anyone to do anything. He just offered a couple bucks. His uh, lo- his lawn uncle is Eddie. Nice. It was a big story. Remember Uncle Eddie? Yeah, in Pennsylvania. Oh, no, I Eddie. Don't. Philadelphia. Uncle Eddie was the guy that you uh, he would buy. At least he would buy your underwear. Yeah. Okay. You Fair. could go to his place and pee and shit in front of him. He'd give you a certain money for that. And he'd ask you if you would do gay sexual stuff with him. And if you said no, he would just give you your money and you'd be on your way. That's People so used nice. it like an ATM. Yeah. Look, <laughs> you guys want to go to the mall or whatever? He goes, yeah, well, let's go. I'll go whack off in front Uncle of Eddie and give us 100 bucks. I got to we'll make, make a deposit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People were very upset when he got arrested. Yeah. I... I... Never had the pleasure. Weirdly enough, not confident enough. Thought he wouldn't want me. Oh, oh Jay, come on, man! Don't sell yourself short, dude. So, well,
0: guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I'm like, who wants these? I can't underwear? believe we got him here. Uncle Give it up for Uncle Eddie! Gang, <speaking> gang, get, get, get it! Gang, gang, Gang,
2: gang, gang. What about you guys? So we had a. We had a history teacher, Mister. In our high can we don't, say that? I don't think you can. I say think it. we can. You do not want to get sued. I don't care. I think this guy. <laughs> he used to like. I mean, we every time you'd see him in the hallway, there'd be. Like, first of all, he was like the coach of the water polo team, I'm the like, boys' water polo I was like, team. Like you've wow. never been in a pool in your life. Okay, you're just <laughs> around boys and speedos. And Number two, I'm, every book report was a one-on-one book report with him. Does <laughs> and he just you'd see him in the hallway and he'd have his like. Like hand on the back of like a boy's head and like pulling him down towards him, and we're just like, wait, I don't want to do an oral book report. Uh, I don't want to do
1: anything oral <laughs> with, with you. you. <laughs> hey, hurry up, boys! I gotta get. I'm coaching boys' soup in a little <laughs> bit. <not> it. <laughs> it's like you don't, you
2: don't want to co- coach the women's volleyball team, and he's like, no, no way, no, absolutely no, no. not. So. I I he think says, ew. Gross. Ew. ew. Gross. Disgusting. He literally said gross. <laughs> so I think that guy was like a teacher at our school, and he kind of like was kind of hiding in plain sight. Nobody did anything about it. I mean, it's amazing no. that no one said anything. I feel like, but back then they would Like today, you would just be like, yeah. He's that guy. 100% you fucking
1: wimps.
3: Yeah.
0: We had a, uh, we they, had, there was a guy that was a teacher at my mom's elementary school, Ronald McNair, and he was, mm-hmm. he wasn't like creepy. He was just like a really good teacher. And then I remember, Remember, he also became like the camp counselor during the summer, like the lead director of this camp that I worked at. And then but there was something off about him. He was just really good with the kids. Really. And then and then he got busted. He got busted uh, like like basically peeking into bathroom like 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 holes or whatever while I had like a baseball game yeah. at like the Frederick Keys which is not even it's not even like MLB he's doing right. this at Triple A. Yeah yeah so you could get away with that shit That's right uh, and he got arrested his dad was like the sheriff or like the head guy of the police there was a whole thing in of our course. town Now but I but I never had you know it was that we didn't have like an Uncle Eddie we didn't have like uh
2: Mr I can't say his name cuz you want to say his name for sure I don't know. Go
1: for it. No. Go for it. I this mean, is... look at the live audience. How many people do you think are listening at home? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Blaha. Mr. There Blaha was oh. his name. Rick Blaha. <laughs> Dude, that broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, I'm sorry kidding. sorry that Spotify the show. Oh. No, don't stop it. Stop. You're beautiful and you're great. You are. Thank yeah, you. this is a joy. I thought we were having a good
0: ham it up at the crowd. Yeah, come on, ramping them
1: up. No, that's
0: fine. I do. We're completely sold out
1: right now. That's why. That's why we put it that way. We right. laugh. Well, well we except laugh. for the arrest. It got a little violent here a bit ago when we were playing him forty three. With lucky landslots,
2: you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to.
2: Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in
2: the limo and we lost track of time.
1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up
2: quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy. It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend.
0: Right. So 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 then. So what stands out to you more about this record, guys? Is it the lyrics or the music? Like, what is what's drawing you the music in? Music to
1: me. The music. So
2: I think it's the music, but when he. When they set out to do Aqualung, you they were it was that era of uh, classic do. rock where they were like, we're gonna make an opus, we're gonna make a I don't know how long is it six thirty? Yeah, they were gonna do like three parts to this song. So there's like a weird thing where we're gonna record the vocals basically in a conch shell, and that's the beginning, <laughs> which was I mean? like a precursor to like the Strokes. Like yeah. it was yeah. very much like very processed vocals. Julian and, Casablancas paying close attention to what he's doing.
0: How long? Well, how long's the track? The uh, Aqualong? Yeah, six thirty. I you say 5:41. So, i wait. What do you? Got? I say 6:30. He I says 5:41. Say How long what do you, you think
1: it is? Six one dollar.
0: <laughs> 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 it's uh, Jay was right. It's 6:34. Wow, so pretty
2: close. Yeah. So you know, obviously, like that was a time when they're like we don't care that we're doing a six minute song six and a half minute song you're gonna play it on the radio because but that's there were so many movements on the song so at the beginning you've got the beginning and then it like picks up this weird thing where he's like do you still remember a December's fucking freeze and he's like goes into this other like part that's of the such song. a beautiful part of
0: the song it's too. So it really is. is and then it comes <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old
2: Jewish song it's like because. Because. <laughs> sunrise. Sunset. We're suddenly I mean, it literally sounds like the end of Yom Kippur services. <laughs> and that's and so like he had all these like movements in it and you could do that in a song. It was kind of like that great time in the 70s when there were like people making movies the way they wanted to make them and music the way they wanted to make them and just kind of they were auteurs so to speak and that's what that's what turned me on about this
0: yeah podcast. I think this is I think the length of the song and also think the subject matter is is why at the time that it probably wasn't uh, a radio hit but I can see why now you know. Twenty thirty. I mean, this came out fucking in nineteen. Dude, but I'm
2: telling you, in the early '80s. So this came out like in seventy one. Seventy one. Seventy one. So in the early '80s, ten years later, this was the song that was on the list. Like classic rock, yeah. Every Memorial Day they do the top 500 songs, and it was like you know, it'd be a Who song, it would be Layla, it'd be this song, yeah. Like all those songs would be the top ten. You know, 100%. Yes, like always a,
1: playing in a mechanic's garage. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely carburetor music. So come
2: back in like two days when it's ready. Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: This is wiping uh, oil off an auto part music. <laughs>
0: <That's> right. <laughs> All right, let's move on. to Let's talk about Cross-Eyed Mary because this is another great song on the yeah. record. This is probably one of my favorites, uh, if not my favorite song. Uh, this has, uh, so after a dope and flute solo, this shit kicks in. Harper, play one minute in on Cross Eyed Mary. Yeah.
1: Did you call her Harper? Yeah, wasn't Palmer. it? Palmer. 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 Baby and a rich the candy
0: I love the fucking organ on this, dude. also references Aqualung in this song. So, all right, kill it. So this song is about a schoolgirl prostitute who prefers the company of dirty old men over her schoolmates. It was intended as a companion piece to Aqualung, and the Aqualung character is given a cameo in the track. Uh, In the lyrics, (laughs) cameo. (laughs) Maybe her (laughs)
1: shooting. He
0: flashes his dick to everyone. Gets no kicks from little boys, would rather make it with a leching gray, or maybe her attention is drawn by Aqualung, who watches through the railings as they play just like the dude.
3: In your high school. school,
2: Mr. McNair. But a- I'll say this: I can't believe Aqualung's on cameo with Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. You for, can ask him to deliver a birthday for, 50, message. for it's Like, Have a great company
0: retreat. <laughs> thoughts, <laughs> thoughts on this song, guys? What are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on Cross-eyed Mary?
2: It's a banger. It's, it's rock great. and roll. It's so good. It's like the, the beat is driving. The lyrics are good. And I mean, to me, I get off on like bands and artists. Like it's like you go watch. Big J Oakerson do a set of comedy like right now in his career when he's on fire, super confident, just kicks ass, and the audience loves it. You're watching someone in their fucking prime just delivering it. That's where he is, Jethro Tall, That's where Ian Anderson is in this moment. He's in his fucking prime, and he's delivering things at the highest level, and so like a song like this cry. represents
1: that. You know what I <laughs> mean? It's <That's> true. <laughs> no, but don't you love that? You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. That's 100%. Facts.
0: Facts. Facts, facts. What do you got, Jay?
1: Yeah, that made me feel like the retarded girl prostituted <laughs> my school. Let
0: right.
2: uh, me be your <laughs> <laughs> dee, dee, dee. Uh, uh, what, what cool? Song, what
1: I love about this song, I'm a big fan of. Any, I like a, a big build up, in the beginning. That's why I said Aqua, uh, locomotive breath has the piano. Yes. Uh, yes. that like slow growing piano, oh, yeah. like Killers by uh, Iron Maiden was always the one like the build up to that is such like a fucking. Just like you see an arena, like how, it, uh, how this opens up a show, you know, yeah. and everyone goes fucking nuts. And the way that, uh, Dan, not, a uh, Cross Eyed Mary, I'm trying to think what the first, when it kicks in. Play the, uh, first part play like, yeah, play like
2: 40, go to 45 seconds of
0: Cross Eyed
1: Mary, harp. Palm. It's Palmer.
0: Fuck. Palm. Palm. Harp. Good like 45 seconds. We get a little bit of that pan flute when it kicks in. in the playground,
1: gets no kiss from little boys. No, It's, it's the same
0: before this, like 45 seconds. <laughs> Go
2: to about 30 seconds. <laughs> Go to the song before it, folks.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes. That's so good. Great pan flute. This is P.F. Chang's, dude. What's This is. This, yeah, this is. This is. You know what this, this album reminds me of? Like Tool. Like, I can see
1: a lot of Tool. Coming from this record, also well, again long songs, long you uh, know that they, they become musically different throughout the song, throughout
0: the whole song. The drummer's good, the the instrumentation, everything about this is just reminds me of Tool. There's
1: so a can, little
2: David Bowie, like rocking Bowie, like glam Bowie in the voice, yeah, like oh you for feel sure that and that of that era, obviously.
0: So you mentioned Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden covered this song and released it as a B-side to their single, The Trooper. Wow, oh, really? So yeah, and I definitely Iron Maiden is just a much more Heavier version of Jethro, Jethro Tull. Yeah. All right, so Cheap Day Return. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it that much, but all I wrote about it was This is a Hobbit in a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> play <laughs> 34 seconds into Cheap Day Return. Thanks, boy. Come on, Bob. Come on, we got a commercial. So good.
1: Away the ash that's falling down All right, kill that. Is it's fucking just- that's fucking <laughs> cat. <That's> so <laughs> yeah. good. It's I love like Cat Stevens. For some reason, this is just like
0: one of the Robin Hood tights.
1: Yeah.
2: Prance around the old the old uh, bog with that one.
0: All right. Then you got wandering around. Uh, no, actually, I skipped over one. No, you know, I was writing a Mother Goose mm-hmm. and wandering uh, aloud and up to me. Which has, in my opinion, the best riff on the record. Play a minute and twenty-five of "Up to Me."
2: Please, thank you. I'm Thanks, Bob. Been... <laughs> thank you, Palmer. Thank you, Palmer.
0: <laughs> yeah, this this is fucking great. All right, let's get to. I was going to say the next one. My God, has the best pan flute solo on the record. Uh, and you can hear I right, play that because this you can literally hear his rock breath. Play. 326 of my God, this is straight Quest music. Let's hear
2: it. <laughs> you gotta make a fucking stink face. Huh? You can hear the <laughs> dude. Like twelve grasshoppers yeah. were killed to make this all right. track. <laughs> all right, so so can we just? There say was so much spit flying out of the back on. of that thing. <laughs> I mean, so,
1: just. When he cried like this, it just Just leaked out. (laughs) Like a, just a gusher. Just gunk. Just just gunked up. (laughs) So how good is how good is how good is Jethro
2: Tull in Anchorman? Perhaps one of the funniest movies of all time. His flute solo in the middle hilarious and yeah. amazing and you're like Adam McKay doesn't and Will Ferrell don't choose to do that unless number 1 they fucking love it and number 2 it lands as a joke it's just brilliant yeah yeah, yeah
0: no, you're totally. 100% all right him 43 uh this the best is song. Definitely the most accessible song on the record Uh, Also probably one of the best uh, riffs Second of two singles released from the album Released three months apart Uh, First single to chart in the United States at Number 91 with Billboard Hot 100 Anderson described this track as Blues for Jesus About the gory glory seekers Who use his name as an excuse For a lot of unsavory things Uh... Yeah, and this is actually one of the only tracks uh, from the band that was downloadable on
1: your fucking game, Rock Band Ooh. 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 2. Was, was exactly. yeah. Thoughts on this song? Why do you guys love it so much? Like, what's uh, I mean, the vibe? It's like it's such like a great 70s rock. It's just like what takes you to a time and place. Do you know what I mean? Or, or more like a envy a time that I wasn't there for. It, it you know put, what I mean? Sucking on chili dogs outside the Tasty <laughs> Yeah.
2: It's if it, it puts a funk stank on rock and roll, and that to me like combines into something with like vocals first that makes you go get up and like dance. And I'll say this: I came to this song much later in life, like way later oh, yeah. after Aqualung. So like. I heard this song, I'm like, what the fuck, where is it, what, how do I not, how did I not know this song? Didn't get a ton of radio play in St. Louis, and so then I started listening to it, and I'm like, oh, this is my, one of my, maybe my favorite, favorite Jethro Tull song ever, it's so good, it just is like, it's powerful. It's like him just like the flute is his cock and he's waving it around.
0: It's just fucking <laughs> great. Cock flute. Cock flute. <laughs> cock flute. Uh, and then then my my favorite song on the record. Uh, I mean, there's so much I like, but I really just, I find locomotive breath. It's the best. The one that I constantly, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'll get that. So you listen to a record, you listen to one song over and over and over again. I probably listen to this song 30 or 40 times. It's, I love the build. The Dude, build. J-
2: J- talked about it the that piano thing in the bill in the beginning is like it's if you've ever been on a train anywhere if you've ever been to like the fucking train out to long island and you're sitting in like the jamaica thing and there's just stuff's just waiting around and waiting around you yeah. see the yard and it's just kind of nothing's really happening and then it just starts to fucking go that's exactly what it is you have and then they get in the song, and it's like he's almost riding the wave of the song that he created with his vocals, and it's so killer. Oh, so our friends are the, the greatest thing in the world. I wish you were out in LA when this happened, but for our birthday, we've always done this. And Josh is oh yeah. Too. So our friends have a karaoke RV. It's the greatest fucking thing in the world. So they're the best people in the world. They're beautiful, Kestron Pantera and Jonathan Grubb. They're an amazing, married couple. They have a karaoke RV, and they'll like park it somewhere, and then we'll just invite all our friends. To come out and for our birthday, we'll just do a ton of to a ton of fucking drugs and then go like sing songs all night long.
0: Dude, we last time we did PCP, oh, it was oh, come incredible. On. Tons of heroin between our toes, <laughs> angel dust, Guys. We, we we butt shot Nyquil. <laughs> it was so good.
2: So tons of scissorb and then we just. So, Jay and I did, we've done Locomotive Breath on the uh, RV, RV and it is so good. And our friend comes out with this, like, glow stick fake uh, flute, and he does, like, the flute. John Bernstein behind us. Really? (laughs) It's a a banger in front of people, too. So,
0: all right. Play, uh, I think, because I just wrote, this is a perfect song. And then in big letters, I just wrote, perfect. Uh, Play a minute and 20 uh, in Locomotive Breath.
2: Man, so so good. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks
2: for being right on Love it. Love you, Thanks, Thanks for not know. being Harper.
1: I hate Harper.
2: <laughs> Crank this all the way.
0: In the shuffling
2: madness Of the locomotive breath <laughs> Runs the all-time loser <laughs> off to his death
0: all right, now now turn this down. Uh, do you guys hear? Do you guys hear? It's raining men in this. Yes. A little, yes. Do you hear? It's raining men. <laughs> Get it's raining men ready right now, Pop. Uh I, I think this is a, a phenomenal song. Uh, you can turn it off now, though. Um,
2: I'm to try this one. one.
1: I love the lyrics. To
0: this song.
2: Oh, that song. Picks up Gideon's Bible, yeah, open to page point. one. Oh For God. the first
0: time in history, it's going to start raining bad. Oh, locomotive I breath, it's breath. Oh, man. hallelujah, oh, God, it's
1: locomotive no no breath. Oh, hey, hey, baby, I've got to get Uncle Lord a pedophile. <laughs> Absolutely pedophile.
0: God made Mother Nature. It's so now good. To slow down. Uh, sticks covered this in in 2005 on the record Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, this is the most played song at Jethro Tull concerts, yeah. usually leading off the encore. I mean, yep. could you imagine oh, how fucking you've been waiting for it, the whole show? So imagine the- what
1: you've been waiting through also. A lot <laughs> of fucking, I mean, Ian Anderson's one of those guys where he's like, well, I'm going to do the whole new album first. No, nope. right. no need. Oh. Or he, Ian Anderson also feels like a guy
2: that when there's a tragedy, he'll just write a bunch of music about it and start playing it. We're like, hey, man, you can workshop that. You know, yeah. what I mean? It's like when Neil, like there's a hurricane and Neil Young writes a bunch of songs about it. We're like, dude, just workshop it. We don't need <laughs> to hear the story about the town where the levee broke. And the,
0: all right, pause. all right. So let me ask you guys this because Jethro Clo, uh, blah, 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 blah. Jethro Tull claims that this isn't this isn't a concept record. Mm. That's what they're saying. Yeah. But a lot of critics and fans insist that it is. What do you guys think? From what I thought you it was now?
2: I I don't know. I I can see the argument both ways, but. They definitely were writing from a perspective in this moment, and all the songs kind of came from the same place. Like, once you see Aqualung pop up in Cross-Eyed Mary, you're like, oh, well, there's a little thing right there. But if it would have to get pulled through another song. So I, I th- think there are some companion songs in here, but I think... Overall, he's writing from a certain place and this is where you are. And so it's not a concept album, but it fits very nicely together. I, th-
0: I think not to cut you off, but I think musically this is a concept record. I don't so think I was, lyrically
1: because the song what it reminds me of is, you know, like uh, the wall, which yeah, is a concept album, sure, obviously sure. like uh, the wall, like the, the the musical version of We Don't Need No Education. Yeah, is slowed down, sped up and played in almost every one of the songs. So. Yeah. Like uh, what was your song? For?
2: So I I love. I'm trying to remember, I'm trying right. to remember the
1: song, I'm thinking of where it's like they have like the mm-hmm. we we don't need no education. Like it comes yeah. up all through oh, that yeah. album. Yes. So I think this song, like locomotive breath, reminds me a lot of Gras. of uh, well aqua long. You know, yeah. it was, and locomotive breath cross over to me in the sound of the yeah, yeah. In, that, in that kind of way.
3: Hello out there!
1: Yes, whoa out there, everyone. I'm Hal
0: Schwartz and I'm Flynn McLean. So please subscribe to know the brave on your favorite podcasting platform. And we hope to see you further on up the road.
3: Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you.
0: Now I, well, first of all, this is the other thing too, that I've been picking up on and I want to see what you guys think is like, do you feel this album has more of like an anti authority vibe or a Christian hypocrisy vibe? Mm.
2: God damn. Ooh. that's a great question.
0: Bill, do you want to go first? Mr. Cosby? Uh, <laughs>
2: listen, I believe. Uh, no, <laughs> I I think probably more of an anti-authority uh, that I don't know. That God, man, that's such a hard question, because if you make the church the authority, then it's kind of both,
0: you know? Yeah. yeah,
2: you kind of a cheat. You kill two birds with one you kill two messiahs I, with I one think this, cross. This album to me is about losers and just people who are on the outskirts and can't like get right. That's just what it feels like. It's like an album about all of them if you were to in the same way that then not to get too deep that the show transparent is about every different version version of a gay person like every different type of person in that whole on that whole spectrum i think that's what this is this is a spectrum of losers and how they deal with their life so you can't say this is a redemption album that we should take all losers are going to be redeemed here but it does feel like you're talking about them across an entire spectrum and some are redeemable and some aren't
0: yeah um
1: it I, makes I, I, me want to uh, smoke pot with hemostat scissors. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I say that? It's probably no. the pot. Yep. Sure.
0: What, what drug best accompanies this album? What do you think? You guys think it's uh, smoking middies out yeah. of, like, a Coke can, mm-hmm. doing some Coke through some weird, crazy, mythical straw, mm-hmm. uh, good old-fashioned LSD, or my personal favorite, Three perk 30s and a bump of
1: ketamine. Wow, they <laughs> like <you're> go mescaline.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I think it's a weed to shoot it, be and yeah, in a, in a goofy way, the, the the scissors uh poke holes in a coke can, yeah, uh, absolutely works, yeah, yeah. With that apple.
2: apple, apple, bowl. apple, uh, apple, apple, apple pie. I still
1: make an apple bowl every hotel that I go to that has apples in the front desk. I grab two. One's becoming a bowl. The other one? You're sticking I'm gonna your eat dick when in I didn't think oh, I, I wanted it. an apple in the middle of the night after I smoked pot. That's What There's about an you? Apple here.
2: Sorry. What about you guys? I would say drunk. Like I, th- This feels like, like getting a little drunk and getting a little rowdy. I don't of know. ale. Yeah. <laughs> like flat, flat British ale. I don't know. A warm pint of directors. This, to me, is a jittery album. Like, I think you're on cocaine or you're definitely on, like, speed or something. Like, you're just kind of, like, ready to fucking... F- I don't
0: know. And that's why I don't think I could listen to this on psychedelics. Like, yeah, him forty
1: three seems like a very big cut of coke uh, song This
0: this sure. whole record, I, I think it would you know, I don't want to say it would freak me out, but I, I just know that 'Cause maybe maybe you could trip to this record because it comes out hard at certain points, but then right when you start feeling like it's gonna get too crazy and you might have like a bad trip, it brings you down. And, right. I remember taking L S D once and my buddies were listening to Wu Tang and I was like, You gotta turn this off and then they put on Radiohead okay computer and I was like, Oh, okay. It's a lot sweeter. Even though the lyrics in the Radiohead record are even scarier mm-hmm. than, than Wu Tang. It's all about being alone, it's all about, you know, like electronics taking over, shit like that. So I would say, I would oh say, which God. is what happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, what I would say, definitely, definitely. If it was up to me, I'd say uh, three perk thirties and a bump of cat tranquilizer. Oh, wow. Am I right? Yes. Folks. Um, all right, favorite. She really gu- looked at you. She was like, you serious? <laughs> 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 favorite guitar lick on this record.
1: Oh. Jay, uh, what do you think? It's the, yeah, it's the classic aqua I mean, the
2: opening riff of the whole album is the... To me, I just love and I know it's just like almost like a muted almost like the guitar is not turned on but locomotive breath like... It sounds like a like a motion of a locomotive. It really thing. does. Like yeah, to me, like that just gets me going. No, yeah. it really does. I think so too. It's I, like I not could've. a guitar solo. It's just like the rhythm of what it's it a is. Driving like, guitar, driving force.
0: So, do you guys think that this, in if you compare, this is a weird question, but Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train mm-hmm. is kind of a spiritual successor to Locomotive Breath? Mm. Yeah,
2: I guess so. Crazy <laughs> Train to me is, is just more like. A, like locomotive breath is like I got nothing to lose and this is what's going on and this train's going to fucking destroy everything in front of me. Well, if you want to be if you want to actually show the difference is that locomotive breath the guy is on the train and and it's going to Shittsville for him, you know. And Crazy Train is we're off the rails, and we don't know where we're going and it and seems more fun like crazy trains
1: ra- also a, I mean, that's like a pop rock. Yeah, yeah that and was so his attempt at like getting something popular on the radio, right? It wasn't, that, it wasn't even like like Ozzy's heart like locomotive breaths like a fucking a blood-and-gut song. I don't think crazy train was so the I song.
2: locomotive breath comes from your heart and like deep in the pit of your soul and crazy train comes from your dick so that's right. how I would describe it. It's right from the middle of your dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: will say for the record that my favorite Jethro Tull guitar riff of all is uh, The Teacher.
2: The Teacher is so guy. good. So yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so
0: some random facts about this record. Uh, this album, I don't know if you guys know, but they released a new Rolling Stone magazine list of the 500 greatest albums in September of 2020. Yep. This album. Did not make the list. Make the list. Wow. For the 2020 really? version. Really? Let's let's think what albums beat it out. It. If you if you look at the list, yeah, I'll accept it, that. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you see that list, they made it for an audience that does not read Rolling Stone. That's right. I mean, right. it's there's every Drake albums on there, sure. and, and listen, if I'm so. Uh,
1: if, in stewing and shit like that, if I were Jethro Tull, I'd want to know. Do they know who took the place where their album was? Yeah. Uh, I'd have that's to look. gonna be great. Uh, so the real McCoy. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to look it up. Hold on. No, I do not. Uh, let me let me check. Of I'm <laughs> the vision of love. <laughs> Oh, you know what? It's everywhere. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Again.
0: Greatest
1: records. We get
2: to, nothing like going through a Google search on a podcast. Dude,
0: usually I have a guy. Home? Um, uh, the new list uh, coming in at this number was Stevie Wonder, Music of My Mind. It's well, good. It's not so, fair. So. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, actually, uh, here, I got it right here because that was uh, that was Sugar at 350. Ray. That was, it was <laughs> <laughs> Tub Thumping by Chumba Walker. Oh, <laughs> stop fair. it. Fair. Totally fair. No, totally fair. No. no, totally no, no, fair. no. Uh, <laughs> at number 337 was... Bob Dylan, John Wesley Harding. Oh, dude, that's... Uh, but then
2: this is what's crazy looking at this be, new list. There better be higher Bob Dylan albums up that ladder.
0: Brian like that. Brian Eno, Another Green World, which is on the the 2012 list, the one that I'm working yeah. off of, which was in like the, the 400s, moved down to 338. It's it just doesn't make sense like that. This new, I mean, if you guys saw, they also released the 500 Greatest Songs, Mm -hmm. and in number seven, and me and Wayne Fetterman talked about this for like 20 minutes, was "Get Your Freak On" by Missy Elliott in number
2: seven. It's a good song, but it is not number seven. And
0: by the way, I'm not a person who's like the only
2: good songs have to be made 40 years ago. I do believe that great songs have been made more recently, but that
0: song. A great song it should not be number seven. No, I don't, I don't agree. Also, if you listen to this record on Spotify, uh, Dark Lord Spotify, you uh, they at the end, the final track, they have uh, basically an uh, interview with Ian, mm. and he goes through the whole record, and, and what amazing. he explains is that while they were recording this record, he was like, we thought this was going to be a mess. Because the production, he was like, until it got to the mixing. Yeah. Like, the mixing, whoever mixed this record saved saved this album. Because Ian was literally like, I feel like we're just wasting our time. Because they were recording and recording. They are also recording it in the new studios of Island Records in London. Uh, Led Zeppelin was down the hall recording
1: their fourth record at the same time. Could you imagine how fucking cool that would have been? And then they walked by. there's also some guy who was just like, you know. Answering, you know, the phones and stuff. Hey, Mr. Play, you have a call on line one. Here's your new flute, Mr. Ian. Ian. I cleaned all the spit out of your flute. It was quite gunky. There's a lot of gunk in there. What'd you have have
0: for lunch? It was really stuck in there. What was that, corned beef and cabbage? Um, Believe it or not, the two studios at the horrible, cold, echoey facilities, according to Ian Anderson, Jethro Tull... Got the larger studio of the two. Boom. And he's originally the main body of a church that was converted into a recording studio, Amazing. which actually makes perfect sense. Yeah, totally. totally. Uh, Ian says this about it being a concept record. He said, I always said at the time that it's not a concept record. It's just an album of varied songs, of varied instrumentation and intensity, which three of the four are the kind of keynote pieces for the album, but it doesn't make it a concept record. So he's saying there you go. they all have a certain flow to it, but it's just... That's what we say. I think that's what's kind of cool about this album, though, and about music in general, is that when we listen to it, we're like, this is one cohesive piece. Right. It's just like watching somebody's stand-up set. You watch their hour, the set, and you're like, and you're that's, like a hour. that's a whole hour. But it's literally this joke I wrote yeah. five years ago, this I wrote here. That's and right. it just, you know, the way no, we pre- fashion it.
1: We see what we want to see. They don't want to hear it's that. It's okay. We All right. Fuck that. That ain't my process. <laughs>
0: so we could, I got some stuff about the cover. Do we want to know about that? Or are you guys interested? Or. Yeah. Are you? We might have to go. We you might have to go? go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then let's just do the final. Let's get okay. us out of here, okay? Yeah, sorry. All I'm right, so here we one. go. Okay. Final questions. Yes. How big is Ian Anderson's dick? No, uh, kidding. By the size of a no. flute. <laughs> favorite song on the record? Go. Uh, hymn 43.
1: Uh, Locomotive Breath. Favorite song on the album? Yeah. Uh, maybe Cross-Eyed Mary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Least favorite song on the record?
2: Jesus. I don't what? know, like. I would say like Slipstream. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Slipstream or My God.
1: Those are just not my yeah, jam. Those ones. <laughs> and then the other ones that aren't the four I love. Maybe <laughs> Up To Me. I don't know. Fine. Jay? How about Wind Up Jay?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Fuck great. that song. That's yeah, those skip. guys are dick. The album closer? Yeah. Mother Goose? <laughs> yeah. Mother Goose. Okay, okay no, I'll fine. take that. All Fair. right. My favorite question. What song on this record... Would you fuck to? Oh God! Oh, oh! I, once again,
2: locomotive breath. It yeah. gives you. It gives you some motion. That's right. I'd say Cross-eyed Mary. Yeah, locomotive breath.
0: Locomotive breath coming in at four minutes and twenty three seconds.
2: That's yeah, all I need. Good. Three <laughs> minutes to spare to relax I'm a, afterwards.
1: I'm I'm wandering aloud coming in at one fifty three. I try to come before the song kicks in. That's right. <laughs> I come during the piano. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You finish there and you get to lay back. Yeah. Right.
0: All right. Last song. Uh, last question. Uh, does this deserve to be on the the greatest albums list? And and main real question is why is it important? And uh, why is it important to be heard by a next generation? It absolutely belongs on the 500 Greatest List. Absolutely.
2: Uh, Ian Anderson was a truly musical genius doing something interesting and different. We haven't seen flute really come out since that point. Certainly in rock and roll, there does not exist. Rock and roll doesn't exist really anymore. So the fact that, like. Yeah, Lizzo's the
1: black uh, Ian Anderson. Right, sure. sure. I've always
2: said that about those two. It's hard to. I always mix the two of them up uh (laughs) i dump my flute
0: out so but i mean dude that's one time i gotta say this what me and jay were he had an airbnb and like on la brea and we were stuck in the garage and we can't get out
1: we should say while we're doing it's just that song was just playing playing a lot i think in new york cabs it was always playing Yeah, Yeah. it was some sort of the commercial that was running sure so i didn't even know Lizzo, or anything, I just knew. I put my hair <laughs> Check my name. So, and so we're stuck. And we, we didn't know any s- of the words. We just knew how it went. And me and Josh, you know, Josh is really a, a singy guy. So we just start, <laughs> we just do that a lot. And we're just bullshitting bored over the course of the day. And then we get stuck at the Airbnb's parking lot. And like the the button for the the gate's clicker will work. Yeah, it's not And we sit there for fifteen minutes, and we're like, I don't know what to do. I don't even know who to call or what to do. Or anything. I go one more, and, like, <laughs> and it just started opening. <laughs> and we, <have> <laughs> we both go,
0: I take my, my,
1: right. my, my hair, hair. Get my Jay, what do you think?
0: I think it
2: definitely belongs on the list. Definitely should be heard by future generations. I believe this. You know, they were among the top bands that were making special music that, in my opinion, expanded beyond the bounds of what, was, what else was being made that sort of, in my opinion, could, could last beyond that Like, time. if it came out today, it'd be super fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, if, it'd be super indie and cool. If someone wrote Aqualung or a six-minute and 30-second song, you'd be like, what is that song? Why does Sirius XMU play it all the time? Like, yeah. they'd be indie cool, and I think they're still cool, so I think it's worth listening to.
1: Yeah, I think they can't... Like, my daughter, you know, you guys have kids, too. You show music, too, I'm sure. that's All the like time? That's one of those songs that pulls them, at, like, when they're younger, that pulls them out of just their music to go. It's like, okay, it's it's undeniable. That's the yeah. way to call it. It's undeniable, it's undeniable music, so you could play it. That's why I said it, Transcend. Tool's another band like that, too. I thought. I've showed uh, Black Friends. It doesn't matter. Like, everyone, like, likes... You know what I mean everyone even if they're not that if it's not their music at all you go, ah, that's pretty cool." And I think that it pulls like people into something that goes, "Oh, I'll, maybe I'll check out this kind of music." It got yeah. my daughter that kind of music got my daughter not to be like afraid to listen to classic rock that some of it might be pretty fucking cool
0: i I can't agree with you guys more i I can't believe i came into this record thinking i was gonna hate it and immediately fell in love with it this is a record that i'll continue listening to for the rest of my life uh i think it's almost perfect aside from a few tracks uh i i can definitely hear who it influenced and i love all of those bands Mm -hmm. uh so i have to give this 4.2 4.2 fleeces out of 5 yeah, 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 yeah. 4.2 there's a couple tracks that are whatever but the ones that are good are fucking bangers ladies and gentlemen big round of applause for Randy Sklar, Jason Sklar and Big Jay Okerson. thank you for coming out you packed house Yes.
1: sold out grab your pan flute on the way out look under your seats everyone's got a pan you get a pan flute you get a pan flute What I tell you, what I tell you, the one and
0: only Big J. Okerson on all social media at Big J. Okerson. Listen to The Bonfire. Listen to Legion of Skanks. Go to at Sklar Brothers on all social media and supersklars.com for their website and listen to Dumb People Town. Listen to View from the Cheap Seats. Listen to everything they do. They're good friends of mine and I love them. All right, listener, shout out. Oh, I kind of already gave it. David Steiner. I love you, David. Keep making that art, you old hippie. All right, new music this week. We got Bent Knee. Uh, they are really inspired by Jethro Tull, and you're listening to their song Invest in Breakfast off their new record, Frosting, from Take This to Heart Records. And you can find the links on the website, the 500podcast.com. Next week, it's a special one Radiohead. Let's do it in rainbows. It's a biggie. Uh, do you should?